To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. How big tech money talks in academia. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. A few weeks back, a former Harvard misinformation researcher named Joan Donovan filed a whistleblower complaint against the university. It accused officials there of bowing to tech giant Meta when she was ousted from her position last year after a massive donation from the charity of Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg. He, of course, famously launched Facebook from his Harvard dorm room. Harvard denies Donovan's accusations, but the fallout spotlights the influence big tech can have on academic institutions. The Tech Transparency Project analyzed this issue in a recent report. The nonprofit's director, Katie Paul, says industry money can come with strings attached. When they are providing funding, they're seeking to influence something, and that may not necessarily come in the form of um you know, saying something in favor of a particular policy. But sometimes that also comes in the form of how certain views are silenced. Um, We saw this, of course, with Harvard and the silencing of Joan Donovan, who recently came out as a whistleblower. Meta is not trying to explicitly launder an ideology for a university to say something in favor, but they're also silencing efforts. And since you mentioned Joan Donovan earlier, um, we should mention that Harvard and the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative both have denied her allegations. Is there anything that you could add to that? I mean, in terms of how did that strike you, their response? Well, of course, you know, you're dealing with serious allegations from someone who is, you know, identifying as a whistleblower. So it's not surprising that there are are denials from the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative or from Harvard University. But I think that this is an important case to follow. And really, it's just one prong of a broader ecosystem of how big tech companies uh, use both academics, activists, and uh, other third-party groups to launder their uh, their efforts and their influence in a way that removes them directly from influencing particular policies uh, by leaning on the and providing funding to the individuals that are often sought for their expertise by by members of Congress and policymakers. So what kinds of projects are Meta and the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative funding? Well, Some of the examples of what Meta and CZI have funded include efforts on AI development, um, also areas of health, 
Um, health is an area where we see a lot of tech companies expanding today, uh, trying to find new ways to collect data and capitalize on that. Um, there's also more around schools and education. Uh, we know that after the pandemic, Meta really tried to use its Meta portal and other um you know, video conferencing technologies to try to break into the uh, video classroom world that we were all in. And so we see a lot of uh, donations related to education. Uh, and so there's just a, a wide variety of things that are are particularly uh, related to Meta's biggest efforts. But the the latest, especially over the past year, you see a lot of their funding related to their Artificial Intelligence Learning Alliance, um, which is where we see Meta really moving its efforts to join the AI race and, and stay in the game. You write about how it's not always money that's being donated to these institutions. There's an instance of headsets, for example, these virtual reality headsets being donated as well. Can you talk about that? Yeah, that's a great example of where the physical technology that's being provided that can often be expensive is being provided to universities that otherwise wouldn't have the funding to acquire it. And there's just enough given that they can create certain initiatives around this or certain classes, but ultimately it puts them in a situation where they have to, they have to continue acquiring that technology to keep their efforts going. And it's really a way for the tech companies to indoctrinate their technology that they help profit from into these ecosystems. Uh, we've seen similar efforts more broadly with, for instance, Google Chromebooks in uh, classrooms across the United States. Uh, there's always an effort for tech companies to get their technology into schools as critical technology. And ultimately, they're creating an ecosystem that requires continued acquisition of that technology uh, to, to keep the programs and the virtual reality projects that they have interested going. We'll be right back with more on big tech's influence in academia with Katie Paul, director of the Tech Transparency Project. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with Katie Paul of the Tech Transparency Project. Her organization has released a database that tracks funding from players in tech to various academic projects. So the database compiled, uh, it looks at grants to institutions over the last five years. And one of the biggest grants made by the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative was for artificial intelligence research at Harvard. So Meta and these other big tech companies have obviously been investing very heavily in AI. And then you have, on the other side, researchers trying to understand the technology. I wonder how concerned you are by potential conflicts of interest, specifically when it comes to AI. Well, with AI right now, uh, there's a lot of potential for conflict of interest because we're not just seeing a race when it comes to the development of this technology, but also a race to see who can influence Congress the fastest as there's a more interest in regulating this kind of technology, particularly generative AI and uh, the potential for disinformation that that relates to that. We see a lot of efforts on the part of major companies to try to influence these pending AI policies before Congress has a chance to catch up on the harms. Uh, 
if this sounds familiar, it should. Just about a decade ago, we were kind of at this same um, at this same crossroads when it came to broader social media technology, um, Section 230, and the efforts to that are still ongoing to regulate big tech and its impacts on society while these companies spend record amounts of money lobbying to try to stifle any efforts at regulation. And now we're just seeing, you know, that that focused uh, effort on steroids when it comes to artificial intelligence. And so a university like Harvard that carries major weight just in name alone, universities and university professors, departments are often tapped by members of Congress in hearings when they're seeking information on how to regulate these policies. And by putting such a major donation on AI specifically to a university like Harvard that may be tapped, there's certainly conflicts of interest because you don't know what type of uh what, what kind of lines that Meta is asking Harvard to push in exchange for such a large gift? Now, there are rules and ethics codes that are designed to prevent corporate influence in academic research. Do those protections not go far enough? Well, ethics codes are are something that is important, but they're only as good as their enforcement. And it's also worth keeping in mind that these are not laws. Um, And so when it comes to the ethics codes, it's really up to the public and up to whistleblowers like Joan to hold universities accountable for failing to comply with the ethics codes when it comes to this kind of corporate funding. At the same time, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of transparency around what goes on behind the scenes with regard to these really large gifts to universities like the half billion we saw given to Harvard by Meta and the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. And how have Meta and the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative responded to your project? We did reach out to Meta and the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, uh, but they did not provide uh, a comment related to this project. And I think it's important to note that, you know, what the research that we did draws entirely on open source data and public disclosures. Um, many of the the resources on our website and our databases pull from open source information, but it's often buried quite deeply in a way that it is technically accessible, but not to the average person. And so we want to just shine more sunlight on that kind of information to give the public a seat at the table on these issues. That was Katie Paul at the Tech Transparency Project. We've got a link to the Tech Transparency Project's December report titled Zuckerberg and Meta Reach Deep into Academia. It's on our website, marketplacetech.org. Scrolling through the report, you'll find the database that TTP compiled of academic grants from Meta and Zuckerberg over the last five years. This is far from a new problem. Think back to the 2008 financial crisis. In the run-up, sellers of mortgage-backed securities, remember those, paid economics professors who downplayed the risks. The American Association of University Professors has acknowledged this happened, saying academics found themselves under mounting pressure to become more commercially relevant and to generate private revenue. The Washington Post writes that pressure even extended to disciplines outside of economics. Rosie Hughes produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM.